get a, a chance to see her smiling face. All right, that's awesome. Have you had a good week? Amen. Isn't God good? And all the time? God is good? And all the time? We're moving into a series of uh, Thanksgiving. I want to talk about Thanksgiving, and then I want to talk about Christmas. Do that every year. So we're going to go launch into it today. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. You might say, boy, that's a weird place to go, preacher. Well, it's a good, good section of Scripture. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. We're going to start at verse 34, 35, and 36. And we're going to look at uh, how we are to give thanks during this season of thanksgiving. I just want to tell you how thankful I am of you. You are a wonderful church family. Uh, we were able yesterday to plant 20 trees in Park West as a uh, community outreach of ShareFest. That's a Tulsa Metro church outreach. Uh, hundreds of churches were involved doing little projects like that that just mean a lot. And uh, I was excited that we could partner with uh, Life Connection Church just down the street and uh, also with the City of Jinx. And they're the ones that found the project for us, and then uh, we raised, uh, well, I raised <laughs> the, the funds. I'll just say you raised it. You raised the funds to help put those trees in. And uh, corporate sponsors at uh, Bank First and Security, uh, uh, what's their name? Citizen Security Bank, thank you, just down the street. Both of them made uh, sizable contributions, as well as our mission team here and Life Connections mission team and raise plenty of money to buy the trees and the mulch and then the manpower to put it in. Brother Mick came, Mick, our photographer extraordinaire, came and took pictures of uh, us so that you will get to see your preacher in action. And uh, I, I know you will be blessed when you see those pictures once they're developed. Uh, I think the, are they already up? He's got them on the back row there. You'll see your uh, preacher in action as I stood there leaning on the shovel. Leaning on the shovel, that's right. That's, uh, and that's because somebody shoved it under my hand right before the <laughs> picture was taken. But we had so many people come. It was awesome. And uh, uh, pleased for that and thankful. And uh, thank you for being the type of people you are. I've already had several of you come to me and say if, there's a, if a needy family arises during the holiday season uh, that you want to be here to help. And so that's awesome. The contributions made for the uh, ShareFest weekend, we're going to have several hundred dollars left over because of the generous price that Southwood Nursery gave us on these trees. They only charge us $10 a tree. So, uh, isn't that awesome? So I tell you these things about these corporate businesses so that whenever you're in there, thank them. Now, they may look at you funny, but, but just, to, just tell them thanks, and uh, it'll, get, it'll get to the right people who will know that, what that means. So, all right? And uh, it's awesome. It's just awesome. You are awesome people, and it's just such a blessing to be your pastor and to be here. Let's pick up at verse 34. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. Cry out, save us, O God, our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to Your holy name, that we may glory in Your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, let's hold them up. I'm a child of God. Have in my hand the powerful Word of God. 
It can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me in Jesus' name. Amen. Reach over there and put a headlock on your neighbor. Give them a hug and let them know they're loved. Now, you got to hug back. If you got hugged, you got to hug back. So reach over and hug back. All right. Ain't none of this one-way hugging stuff going on. Come on. Yeah, poor old Geneva sitting up here by herself. Somebody come hug her. Man. She, she looks abused and left out. Pat, somebody hug you back there? All right. All right. I'm, Jim, did you get a hug? Did you get a hug, Jim? All right. Don, did you get a hug? Scott got a hug, he said. <laughs> He's still hugging you, isn't he? <laughs> Those two hug each other a lot, and I'm not so sure. A lot of love. Last week we asked if Scott hadn't been hugging. He said no, and Brother Red jumped right over there. So Today he said, I'm good. I'm overloaded, right? You're surrounded by beauty, and they've hugged you. Amen. Oh, it's so much fun being in the house of God, being the family of God. Isn't it fun? It's awesome. Let's just launch right into our message this morning. The first thing that uh, we're taught in this passage is that we are to give in verse 34. And we're to give two things. We're to give thanks to the Lord for two things, I should say, for these two things. Number one, He is good. Underline that, highlight that in your Bible. He is good. And secondly... His love endures forever. Highlight, underline that. Very important that we're to give thanks for those two things. Let's talk about that a minute. The, the two primary characteristics that David talks about in this passage are celebrated. His goodness, his love. What does it mean that God is good? Glad you asked that. It means that God's essence, His character are the epitome of goodness and righteousness. Because God is so good, we can give thanks to that. We serve a God that loves people. And He is a good God. Satan is the one that whispers in our ear that God's not good. You don't listen to Him. In our series we just finished uh, a couple of months ago, we talked about in Psalm 63 how sin whispers into the heart evil. He doesn't yell at us. He whispers to us. Satan comes whispering, getting us to listen. He'll get us to look at our mates different. He'll get us to look at our children different. He'll get us to look at our bosses different. Those whispers will get us to look at everything different. Because we think the whisper is truth. Nine times out of ten it's not. But we need to be thankful that God is good. And why should we give thanks? Simply because we are God's creation. Nothing more, nothing less. We are God's creation. He breathed into us the breath of life. And we should give thanks for that. We had dinner last night with Corey and Megan, and they were talking about their, their son that they have. Some of you are going, oh, oh, news, I didn't hear that. Well, he's four-legged son, and he stands about this tall. I have a picture of myself with Kelsey that I've put on Facebook and in our, our church paper. 
I was informed I need to have a picture of my grandson and me, so I will be getting a picture with Brother Champ here before too long. So I can praise my grandchildren that I have. And he is a fun-loving dog. But they were talking about how... And it's easy to give thanks when you see little things like this. It's the little things, isn't it? They were raking leaves, and old Champ got out in the middle of the leaves, and just like kids do, he started throwing them up in the air and barking at them and catching them in his mouth and all that stuff and rolling around in them. It's just the little things. But we need to be thankful. Every day when you get up, be thankful that you have breath, that you have life, that you have sight. It may be fading, all of those. But get up and be thankful. Because if you get up with an attitude of gratitude, which we're going to talk about next week, how to develop that. But if you're getting up with an attitude of gratitude, guess what? Life's going to look better that day, isn't it? But we need to rejoice in the goodness of God. Give thanks to Him. And the greatest way we can do that is by our worship. By our worship. Now, this is what we do on Sunday. We come and we worship. How about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Well, yeah, I come to Wednesday night Bible study, but how about Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday? Well, I don't, I, there's not any church activity going on. You don't have to have church activity to worship God. <laughs> KXOJ 100.9. Listen to it. A lot of the songs that we're doing on Sunday morning are played on that radio station because they listen to our worship service and they, they think they're great songs. <laughs> hey, you never know. But they're great songs, and you can learn them better. And, and that's all about songs, isn't it? When you learn the song, you like it. Why? Because you know it. If you don't know it, that's why we don't sing it. That's why we like old hymns. Well, that's what I'm used to singing. I don't. But let's do something with some power in it. And these songs have power, all of them. Old, new, doesn't matter. I just love that we mix them up. I love that. But in the New Testament, the word for thanks gives us two words. The word grace and the word Eucharist. Oh, boy, I shifted out. Hmm? We don't use Eucharist too often in our church, do we? The Eucharist is simply the Lord's Supper. And so that word thanksgiving in the Greek New Testament gives those two descriptions. Grace and the Lord's Supper. Right here, Jesus said, Do this in remembrance of me. And we are to give thanks for His sacrifice at Calvary. And when we learn to give thanks for His sacrifice, we appreciate more from the Lord's Supper. Alright? Because without it, we have no hope. The second part of that verse that we're to give thanks for, for His good, is that His love endures forever. And we experienced His goodness because His love has done several things. It caused Him to create humanity. It involved Him in the affairs of His chosen people. He's all over the nation of Israel. Still could be, still is in some respects, but even more could be if they would respond to Him and Jesus as their Savior. Israel's an important ally for we Christians. Don't forget that. A year ago I preached a sermon why should Christians support Israel? Did it in two, two weeks. I hope you heard that. If you didn't hear it, archive back through the website and you'll find it. Listen to it. It's good stuff. He also caused Jesus to provide redemption for us through the sacrifice of that holy son of his, the only begotten son. 
And then God compelled Jesus to extend His presence to all His people through the Holy Spirit. God lives in you and me. He resides in us. His temples are not built by hands, by mortar and brick. They are built by the Spirit of God in each of us. And then God enables us to give thanks. When you learn to be grateful, you're heading in the right direction. Be grateful for everything. Be grateful for everything. And the central response of God's people is to give thanks through prayer, worship, and daily living. John chapter 4 records the story of the Samaritan woman who met Jesus at the well. And in response to her question about the proper place of worship, here's what Jesus says in verse 24. God is spirit and His worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. You can worship anywhere, anytime. Just light it up and let it go. Amen? It's awesome. Thanksgiving, just like every other religious holiday, has become commercialized, secularized, watered down by segments of the society. What used to be a holy day is now a holiday. (laughs) Feasting and football sells pretty well in the secular world. We always watch Thanksgiving Day football. There's two games, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, or one late morning and then later afternoon. Got to have those two. You sleep through the second one, most of them, you sleep through the second one because that turkey stuff that's in turkey hits you. And if you try to change the channel, you wake up instantly and go, wait, whoa, I was watching that. <laughs> but not before they've painted stuff all over your face and, you know. Whoa, I guess that's in every house. Okay. David helps us understand in, in, in our Chronicles passage to recover the meaning of thanksgiving by focusing our attention on the true purpose. Remember and rejoice in the goodness and love of God. Not only are we to give, but we're to, in verse 35, we're to gather. Look at verse 35. Cry out, save us, O God, our Savior, underline, highlight, gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name, that we may glory in your praise. The focus of our concern is different from that in verse 35. In that verse, the people feared other nations from without their borders. We have no more fear from within. You do not have to fear anymore because your God is greater than anything in the world. You can relax, take a deep breath. And by the way, why do we have to turn the air conditioner on in November? What is going on here? Okay. But we need our Savior, and we did this morning. And We need our Savior to do three things. To save us, to gather us, and to deliver us right here in this verse. Three things it tells us. Save us, gather us, and deliver us. The Israelites celebrated significant experiences and victories. They did this because they saw and understood that those victories, those uh, celebrations were coming, and those experiences were coming because of Almighty God. You and I must celebrate the same way. You and I must get excited about the things the same way. When God does something great, something small, something large, it doesn't matter, give Him praise. Give Him thanks. Because that's what it's all about. Is giving thanks to God. The Israelites gave thanks to God for deliverance. It elevated God above all the neighboring people's gods. It served as a testimony of God's greatness to those people who would see and understand and in obedience live 
such lives of thanksgiving. A hen will gather her chicks and will cover them with her body and when bad weather threatens, they stay hidden and after the storm passes, the chicks come out from under the protective wings of their mother and they get on about their day of doing what chicks do best. Folks, we've got to have that same relationship with God. When tough times come, hide under His wings of protection. But give thanks to Him for that covering. Give thanks to Him for all that He's doing to you. If, if, if you're in your life, you're experiencing downsize. If you're in your life, you're experiencing turmoil financially or job-related or whatever. We've got to turn that from anger, from bitterness, to joy. And thank God because there's something coming that hadn't come yet. You just got to keep praying. You got to look within yourself and see what adjustments you need to make about you. We all do that. We need to do that because we all have blind spots. But once you address those blind spots, give God thanks where you are right now and move forward. Now, I know it's hard, but you can do it. And he's waiting. Someone said, if you cannot be thankful for what has happened, be thankful for what has not happened. <laughs> Amen. God is our provider. Be thankful to Him. Turn your table into an altar. And be thankful to Almighty God. David tells us to give thanks. He tells us that we're to gather. And then lastly, in verse 36, we are to glory. Praise, underline, highlight, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. That's what I want you to highlight or underline in your Bible. Then all the people will say amen and praise the Lord. Things come full circle in life. God's people magnified and praised Him. They gathered together. They directed all their praise, all their honor, all their thanks toward God and His grace that He had bestowed upon them. If you'll stop and consider all that you have, you're blessed indeed. How did the Israelites praise God? Through worship. Obviously, but through singing, through feasting, through sacrificing, through speaking, through rejoicing, these people did anything they could to bring glory to God. And we must do the same thing. Even if God has allowed an illness to come into your life, don't sweat it. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Because ultimately, we're not healed on this side of glory. Our healing is over there. And I had a dear sister who lost her battle with cancer. Used to argue with me and argue with me and argue with me about that statement. But I still believe it. Because death is a reality on this side of glory. Now, I may die from a disease. I may die natural causes. I may get run over by a truck. I don't know. That's in the hands of God. What I do know is I'm, I'm living as though I'm leaving here today. And if we'll do that, it doesn't really matter what the day brings, does it? Hallelujah. Are you with me so far on that one? The Israelites, they praised God. And then all the people, the latter part of verse 6, all the people said amen and praised the Lord. That word amen is not simply approval, but a solemn, formal assertion that the people accept and agree to God's covenant, its curses, and its blessings. So when you say amen, don't just flippantly throw it out there. You've got to understand you're putting a seal of God on something. You mean business when you say amen. A young couple get married yesterday. I had several of you call. What's going on with the church? <laughs> 
And Boy, I had several things that came through my mind. I wanted to say, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't. We had a wedding, and some of you may remember Janelle Rogers. It was her son and, and his, his new wife. But during that message, I asked them questions. And I don't usually do that, but with these two kids, I just felt I needed to do that. And so I did. And then I made both of them say amen to me several times. Several times. Because I wanted to make sure I got their attention about what I was saying. Because you see, amen's a strong word. Praise the Lord's a strong word. Thanksgiving is more and more squeezed between Halloween and Christmas, losing its identity. But what we need to understand is there's a sacredness to this Thanksgiving season. And we need to be ready more than just one day a year to give thanks to God. We need to recapture the specialness, the sacredness of this holiday season. We must especially be concerned that our time of thanksgiving not slip those foundations of its spiritual heritage. Over and over again we're encouraged in Scripture to never cease giving thanks or praise for three things. Who God is, what God does, and God's very goodness from everlasting to everlasting. And then I hope you will participate with me in the latter part of verse 36. When all the people said, Amen and praise the Lord. Would you join me in that? Amen and praise the Lord. Pray with me, would you? Father, I ask this morning that perhaps there's someone here that needs to realize and does realize that they're not living a thankful life. Father, they, uh, they might mouth the words amen and praise the Lord, but they don't necessarily really mean them. And Father, I would ask you this morning that you would become very real in their life. That they would be so grateful and thankful for the fact that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for their sins. That they can find forgiveness and release from the pressure and the guilt that sin brings. They will be so grateful and overwhelmed with gratitude that they might respond to that. That they need to learn to develop a deeper attitude of gratitude for all the blessings, large but especially small. Father, there may be some here that just need that special first touch of salvation from you. Father, if that's anybody in this room, would you show yourself to them? Would you, and would you encourage them through your spirit in their heart that they would show an outward sign and mean business and that they would take that first step towards you? That great picture of the prodigal son is as the dad paced the porch every day. He looked off in the distance and when he saw his son coming, the Bible says he ran to his son and greeted him and hugged him. That's the picture of how you love us. Oh God, would we be grateful and thankful as we begin our season of thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Perhaps you need to get a little closer in your gratitude attitude. Today would be a great day for that.
Maybe you just need prayer. Miss Kayla came last week and just asked us to be praying for her. Mila came, shared her testimony, powerful testimony, the power of God in her life. Maybe you're here and just need a special touch of God. Whatever it is, we want to help you in any way we can. We need to study with you, pray with you, whatever it is. Let us, let us help where we can. Whatever decision you need to make, would you stand? Let's uh, sing. Make that decision today.